Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Wednesday, November 1st, 2023, and this is Presidential Release 532 coming off of Halloween. So I hope everybody had a great uh, Halloween. Uh, my family and I were out in South Baltimore yesterday giving out candy. The kids were racking up on the candy, so it was a good time, and uh, I spent a good portion of October traveling for the Federation, spreading the word about what we're doing and making connections. So really great month, many great things happen, and we still have two full months of the year to go. This is uh, a special anniversary presidential release because the very first presidential release, number one, was on November 12, 19. 1973 was the first presidential release. I should say the first recorded presidential release. And hopefully, if you haven't had the opportunity to tune in when we had presidential release number 500, which was in December of 2020, you should go back to it, find the transcript, find the audio. That was a special moment. And we had both Mark Maurer and Mary Ellen Jernigan on that release to talk about the history of the presidential release. And we covered at that time, that in fact, November 1973 was the first recorded release. But before that time, Dr. Jernigan had sent out paper versions uh, with information to Federation leaders. And we are also this month celebrating the 83rd anniversary of the National Federation of the Blind coming up on November 16th. So these milestones are important opportunities for us to look back at what we have done and the accomplishments that we've made and to use that as a tool to have inspiration for what we want to do going forward. Because, of course, it's our forward momentum, our progress, and the things that we still have yet to do that are most important. So Happy anniversary to all Federationists, and I hope you do take an opportunity to um, study the history of our movement and what we've done, because I think it gives some important signals to where we need to go still. There are some interesting things happening at this point in time, and one of them is that tomorrow, Netflix will be releasing officially to the public All the Light You Cannot See which was a book originally, but they've released a four-part, I guess you'd call it a mini-series that's coming out tomorrow. But what's really significant about this is that the Federation has been pushing for authentic representation of blind people on the big screen for some time. And Netflix heard what we had to say, and they cast a blind person in the lead role for this mini-series, and we have celebrated Netflix at our convention before, but I think this is a really important moment for authentic representation of blind people. I've had the opportunity to preview all four episodes featuring Aria Liberti, who's the blind individual that plays the lead character. There's uh, some other blind individuals involved with this as well. I encourage you to watch it. I think you will be impressed with the authentic representation of blind people and how 
Aria was able to, um, I think, influence the development and how the character was portrayed compared to the book. So really great moment for us. Certainly many more achievements we still have to make in terms of blind people in the performing arts, but I think this is a, a great one to celebrate. I had an opportunity to send a congratulatory note to the, the actress today before I left town. We had some other great moments uh, in October for our Blind Equality Achievement Month, and very appropriately, on October 17th, Carla Gilbride was confirmed as the general counsel for the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. She was confirmed by the United States Senate, of course. Carla spoke at our convention this year. She's been a member of the National Federation of the Blind. She was one of our national scholarship winners. And uh, I like to promote that she was, in uh, her earlier days even, a winner in the Braille Readers Are Leaders contest. So when we talk about the fact that Braille readers are leaders, uh, Carla is a living example of that, and we do wish her well in her role at the EEOC. And we know that because of her authentic lived experience of what we heard from her at our convention this summer, that she uh, will do a great job in representing the interests of blind people at the EEOC. Our advocacy work also made great progress in the month of October, but you do need to keep the pressure on to promote all of our bills in Congress. We're making steady progress at getting co-sponsors, but don't neglect letting your members of Congress know about our legislative priorities, following up with them to secure their support for our legislation. The more co-sponsors we get, the better. We also published or had published an op-ed that I authored. It was published in The Hill. This was on voting accessibility. A lot of times, those who are concerned with security of voting, which we all should be concerned about the security of our voting systems, oftentimes security is used as a reason why full accessibility for voters with disabilities cannot effectively happen, especially when we talk about electronic ballot delivery and especially electronic ballot return. There's a lot of myths around that. We believe that security and accessibility go hand in hand and that they can work together and that both of these things are achievable in a nation that prides itself on technology innovation. And so I call out that op-ed as something federationists can use in local communities and in states to advocate for accessibility. Now, this is the time of year that we sometimes talk about changes in the Social Security program. We have been working, well, really since 1940 to improve opportunities in the Social Security program. And our governmental affairs team would like me to share with you that for those who are receiving benefits, the SSA has announced a 3.2% cost of living increase for 2024. The 2024 substantial gainful activity amount, otherwise known as SGA, will be for 2024 $2,590. 
and the 2024 supplemental security income amount will be $943. We provide a lot of advocacy work to Federation members to assist with Social Security issues, especially because even folks at Social Security often get the rules wrong, especially as it relates to blind people, the payments that blind people should receive, the rules that blind people should be under. And this often results in overpayments. So if you or members of your chapter have questions regarding SSI or SSDI or other aspects of Social Security where you may be having problems, we would ask you to contact Jesse Shirick, who is a governmental affairs specialist at our national office. You can reach Jesse at 410-659-9314 extension 2348, or by emailing jshirek at nfb.org, jshirek at nfb.org. Jesse is handling our Social Security matters, and you will see more about this in the Braille Monitor coming up. And we do encourage individuals who are having issues to, to let us know there will be some other updates coming in 2024 because of previous advocacy and especially legal advocacy work that we've done with Social Security recently, so stay tuned. But watch the December Monitor if you want all the details about updates in the Social Security program and contacts and things you should consider. Federation has led on this issue for a long time. We will continue to do that. And I urge you to take advantage of the great expertise that we have in our Federation advocacy team. I want to congratulate Federation members on spreading the word about our end-of-year match program. Now, look, we're not done yet. Continue to promote the end-of-year match to your friends and family because it's a great opportunity for them to make a contribution to a cause that's important to you. And they have their dollars doubled thanks to the generosity of humanware. But what I want to congratulate us on is we had a very special opportunity during the month of October. We had a week-long campaign where actually the contributions were tripled. And we were able to meet that triple match opportunity, which is really cool. So we're doing really well. We're uh, better than 60% of the way there on our end of year match. A little more work to do, but we do have two months. Keep pushing, keep spreading the word about the opportunity to support this organization that's important to you. This time of year is also special for many reasons, but it also is an opportunity to celebrate the holidays and, and winter and our longstanding partnership with Santa Claus to provide blind children braille letters from Santa Claus, and we've expanded that effort to include a winter braille letter for those who might not celebrate in the same way. This program brings braille to children across the country. Each of our options that we have available, both the Santa letter and the winter letter, is available in English and Spanish. Letters come in packets with both Braille and print to accommodate the parents that might need that. 
And along with the letters are a fun set of activities that help promote the whole family organizing around Braille and really putting the, the blind child at the center of some fun activities. You can request letters between November 6th and December 15th. We obviously have to get your request in time to get it out before the end of the year, before the holidays. So get those requests in, and you can learn more about the program at our website, nfb.org. You can make your request there. Please promote this with families. It's a great way to introduce families to the National Federation of the Blind. Sticking with the theme of Braille, this is also the time of year when our partners at the American Action Fund for Blind Children and Adults launch the Braille Readers Are Leaders contest. And this is a great opportunity for all of us, really, to continue to sharpen our uh, Braille reading and also win some fun prizes and encourage Braille reading in our communities. As a partner in this program with the Action Fund, we should promote it in our chapters. And this year's contest has some new special features to it for the first time. First of all, let me tell you that the contest runs from December 4, 2023 through January 22, 2024. There are a number of categories where students can compete. First of all, students kindergarten through 12th grade can compete in the youth category. But blind adults can also participate, blind adults of all Braille reading levels and experience. So if you're just beginning, don't worry, you can still be in the contest. And this year, there's a new category for sighted teachers of blind students who want to practice their Braille reading. I think this is a really cool thing for the Action Fund to do, to encourage our sighted teachers to compete equally with Braille reading. It was actually a request, well, actually of our distinguished educator of blind students for this year, Crystal Guillory, I think was one of the first to make this uh, request and the Action Fund stepped up to the plate for it. So the contest works by logging minutes that are read during the contest period. So you have to go on and keep track of your minutes and you can earn prizes and entries into a grand prize as well. The grand prize drawings have been pretty spectacular the last couple of years. The Action Fund hasn't announced them yet for this contest, but I'm sure there'll be prizes that you will want, but most importantly to promote Braille. To learn more, you can go to actionfund.beanstack.org. Beanstack is the platform that's used. So actionfund.beanstack.org. That's also where you register. You can register uh, anytime now through the contest period. So register now to get yourself ready and start logging minutes in December. If you have questions, you can send an email to Braille Reading Contest at actionfund.org. Braille Reading Contest at actionfund.org. Let's all get on board with Braille Readers Are Leaders, and who knows, maybe some of our winners will be confirmed by the Senate or maybe confirmed someday by the electorate in our country as president or vice president of the United States. Looking forward to celebrating that. But for now, we'll celebrate Braille Readers Are Leaders. 
I do have a couple of Federation family notes to share with you here on this release. I regret to let you know that in the past month, we have learned of the passing of Gina Falvo of Illinois. Gina was an especially friendly, outgoing member of our Chicago chapter. She served the Chicago chapter on the board and as a membership chair for the affiliate for many years. She was always a key part of making sure that Federationists were greeted with a smile and welcomed into the organization. From Maryland, Chris Danielson shares with us that longtime Greater Baltimore chapter member Martha Seabrooks passed away on October 18th. She was 81 years old. Martha was a member in our chapter when Melissa and I first joined the chapter, actually exactly 20 years ago this month. She's been a very active member of our chapter, has made a great difference in welcoming individuals like Melissa and I to the chapter, so she will definitely be missed. And we've also learned just recently that Nancina Thompson, a founding member of the Greater Baltimore chapter, passed away on June 13th, and this is significant obviously, because a founding member of our chapter, which was founded many decades ago, she was also 81, and she hadn't been as active as she uh, was previously, but it's uh, always sad to lose a founding member of the chapter. And from Montana, Jim Marks shares with us that Ted Robbins passed away suddenly on Saturday, October 28th. Ted lost his sight in 1979, and he first started attending Federation National Conventions in 1983. He never missed one after that, and he was notable to many Federationists because Oftentimes, he was the only member, at least for many years, was the only Federationist from Montana. And and some people thought there weren't any other Federationists in Montana, but there are, and there are many more that attend the National Convention today because of Ted. He had a rich history of telling really good stories, and he was a central figure in keeping the Federation spirit and energy alive in Montana. I had the opportunity to get to know him, especially when we reorganized that affiliate in 2012. He was the very first person to step up and make a financial contribution to the newly organized affiliate. I would urge you to keep Ted's wife, Anna, his nine children, his 35 grandchildren, and his 38 great-grandchildren in your thoughts and prayers, and of course also his friends and family, and the friends and family of the others that I've mentioned here who we've lost and and maybe those that we didn't know about this month. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers and use them as inspiration for carrying the work forward. 
One other uh, note about the Federation family relates to our Dream Maker Circle. This is an opportunity to declare an intention to leave an end-of-life gift to the National Federation of the Blind. And I want to welcome Bridget Burke of Illinois, who is the newest member of our Dream Maker Circle. Thank you very much, Bridget. She serves as Executive Director of Fiscal Services for our national office. So thank you, Bridget, for being the latest member to the Dreammaker Circle. If you're interested or want to learn more information, you can contact Patty Chang at our national office. You can find her at pchang at nfb.org via email or at extension 2422 at our national office. Pam, I think that's what I have at this moment. So I'm going to flip it back to you. Thank you again for being with us tonight. You can contact President Riccobono at 410-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Join President Riccobono for the December presidential release on Thursday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. As we come to the end of this presidential release, I want to make a few more acknowledgments. And the first is that we will celebrate during this month, Veterans Day. And I want to thank all of our members and family members who have served in the United States Armed Forces. A special thank you, of course, to our division, the National Association of Blind Veterans, does a great job of linking together blind veterans and helping to make sure that we continue to protect the rights and dignity of those individuals who are blind who have served our nation. You can learn more about our division at nabv.org, but happy Veterans Day to all in our Federation family community who were uh, veterans of our military service, and uh, especially poignant in, in these times when we're watching a lot of strife around the world uh, and conflict to know um, how important it is that we continue to honor our veterans, but also work toward peace in our nation and in our world. I also want to acknowledge that this month we honor teachers through American Education Week, and this is often an important time in the Federation when we get to reach out to educators who support our blind children, professionals working in the field of blindness, and celebrate the great work that they do. Also encourage them to get in our Braille Readers Our Leaders contest. But a great time to celebrate the tremendous work that teachers and educators of all types are doing and including our NFB training center. So thank you to those serving in those places for American Education Week. And of course, as we get to the end of the month, we do have the Thanksgiving holiday, and that's an important time to reflect and come together. And as we come to that time, I really on my heart is the Federation family and how important it is that we have built this extended community of diverse individuals that can support each other and hold each other up and all over the nation that we can find support wherever we go. 
you know, year after year, I am more and more grateful for what we find in the network that we have in this organization. And as I work with leaders of other organizations, other communities, I'm really struck at how much they struggle or are struggling to build community amongst the people they work with. And the fact that we have built this rich community of togetherness and support is really important. So I'm grateful for the role that you play in that every day and for the difference that you make in helping this community of blind people come together and continue to be empowered to live the lives we want. And in this time of difficulty in so many parts of the world where many of our members are struggling because of those difficulties around the world, I encourage us to use this time of Thanksgiving to come together to reflect on the blessing that the togetherness that we have is. And I encourage you to reach out to those in our Federation family that you might be hurting for one reason or another and remind them that you're there for them, we're there for them, so that we could continue to work together to build the National Federation of the Blind. So as we come to the end of this release, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Hello, I'm Elizabeth from Corona. I have a joke for you. You missed the joke, Elizabeth. <laughs> what do you call a beaver's dating app? Mm, what? Timber. Hi, Oriana. Hi. Do you have a joke for American Education Week? I have two jokes. You ready? I'm ready. What do you call a potato with glasses? Mm. A spectator. And my second joke is, what's the difference between a teacher and a train? Mm, what? A teacher says, spit out your gum. And the train says, choo-choo. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, 410-659-9314, Office of the President at nfb.org. Follow President Riccobono on Mastodon. Just search for at president at nfb.social. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.